0: Time to talk politics. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN.
1: And welcome back to Hardline. Kevin Hardwick here. want to uh, thank again my guests during the first hour, uh, Dr. Tim Callen, Dr. Brian Polliner. Uh, it was an experimental segment. Had some great calls. Uh, thought it went well, and I talked to them on the way out. I think we'll do it again sometime, uh, sometime soon probably. Welcome into the studio now, uh, uh Ryan Whalen, uh, got his, forgot his name a couple weeks ago. So Ryan Whalen. Did you um, write it
2: down this week?
1: I, I wrote it down in big letters. I wrote it down all over this thing. I got the Ryan right. I couldn't remember the Whalen. Ryan Whalen from Spectrum News, Capital Tonight, the reporter there. Uh, he's going to help me with the interrogation of uh, Jeremy Zellner, Erie County Democratic Chair, who I welcome to the studio. begin however on a on a, on a bit of a somber note. Jeremy, I want to uh, uh, extend the condolences to you. I understand you you lost an uncle um, what the uh, Uncle Bob was it? My
0: Uncle Bob was a neighbor of yours, lived on Ellicott Creek for a long time uh Vietnam vet great guy. Had a long battle with illness. What do you remember best about him? Well, he he was uh, he was a a vet. He told us a lot of stories about that, and uh, had a lot of problems in his life, and um, raised three great kids, and you know, and a resident of
1: the city of Tonawanda, which is which is a follow up, and this is a better. Let me just say, you you and I both live in the city of Tonawanda. Is it not the
0: best kept secret in Erie County? The best city in the world, Kevin. You know that better than anybody.
1: Services fantastic. Uh, emergency services, especially. I mean, you need help; it's there in a minute and a half at most. Uh, and uh, good school system. You're a product of the school system. Absolutely. A couple of my kids have gone through it. My granddaughters are in it now. Um, yeah, nice, nice. Some great
0: democratic leadership in that city. Let's not go there. Okay, <laughs>
1: uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you where we will go. Um, You've got a bit b- before we uh, before we talk about the upcoming Democratic convention which is going to be a little bit more exciting than we thought it would be a few weeks ago before the Schneiderman uh, resignation um, you are also you you wear two hats you're uh, Democratic chair for Erie County you're also election commissioner, mm-hmm. which is an Erie County government post which you get paid for when you were appointed a lot of people uh, said hey that's wrong too much patronage in politics." I pointed out at the time that this is the one place where you do want patronage. I mean, that's that's the way the system is set up, right? It is bipartisan,
0: absolutely, and and that's the way it is across the state. And the, and there are many chairs on both sides of the aisle who are also elections commissioners. I've worked very hard from the minute I walked in there to represent our party in a strong way and do as much outreach as we can. And uh, we've done a really good job. Our staff has been amazing. Uh, turning, getting back to West Eagle after the fire and everything.
3: And, and
1: and you say representing your party, representing the Democratic Party. Now I'm a Republican. You might think I would have a problem with that, but I I don't, because that's your job. Because we have someone over there, Ralph Moore, who's who's more than capable. Uh, to represent the Republican Party. And, and again, that's the way the state set this thing up. One hand watching the other. Democrats. For every Democrat, there's a Republican. You go to the, you go to the, uh, the polling place. There are two Democrats sitting there and two Republicans making sure there are no, you know, shenanigans going on. And it seems to work.
0: And it's important to have someone in there who understands how the elections work. And I've been part of the Democratic leadership for 15 years in this county. And watched every election, uh, with a hands on approach, learned from Commissioner now Judge Dennis Ward and Commissioner, uh, Len Lenehan. Um, we need a strong leader as the Commissioner. That's why I believe I got bipartisan support through the legislature, full mm-hmm. support, and, uh, no,
1: no problem here. Again, this Republican had no problem. I, I, and I think you do a, do a nice job, and I think the elections office is well run. The important thing is at the end of the night, if I'm on that ballot, I don't think that, you know, there was anything going wrong. I can accept the results, and and certainly I can. And I've won, and I've lost, and I've never had a problem with the administration of the elections in Erie County. I think it's, I think it's, we've got great people there. Let me, let me move on. Um, talk about, I mentioned the convention coming up, which is going to be, and it's this week, starts Wednesday. Is it Wednesday and Thursday?
0: Tuesday evening, we have a welcome reception, and then it starts Wednesday and Thursday.
1: Wednesday and Thursday, and it's in Saratoga?
0: Nope, we're in Long Island, Long Island. out in Hempstead. Okay. In, uh...
1: Anyway, it's a lot more interesting than it might have been otherwise, because of the Schneiderman resignation. Let me ask you first: Have you burned every copy of every photo that you have of yourself and Schneiderman?
0: We have not. And my counterpart Nick Langworthy uh, uh, took took a, a liberty of retweeting every picture he could find with any Democrat <laughs> in town within about five minutes of the resignation. So, no, we uh, we were sh- as shocked as anyone with what happened, and it, and it was a. Uh, it's a terrible thing that, unfortunately, and I guess fortunately, makes our convention a lot more interesting.
1: The uh, well, it, it is going to be interesting. How much of a role does Erie County have in this? I mean, there is weighted voting, is there not?
0: It is, and we we work very well and very closely with all of the Western New York chairs and a lot of the upstate chairs, and I think we're going to come to the convention with an open mind. Uh, Licia Eve is a candidate that uh, we're we're supporting and pushing. And, uh, you know, um, I think I think she could get to the 25 percent threshold of the weighted vote of the state, which would automatically put her on the ballot. Put
1: her on the ballot. She wouldn't have to uh, circulate petitions. Correct. Which which is iffy. Uh, Ryan Whelan from Spectrum News has a question.
2: Um, well, it sounds like maybe Lisa Eve is, is who you're leaning toward. Well,
0: I've gotten calls from Tish James. We had a very good conversation. I, I spoke with Mike Gianaris while he was in the race. Um, you know, Preet Bharara is out there but hasn't really contacted anyone. But Licia Eve right now we're working very closely with to see if, if we can make this happen on, on Wednesday.
2: Does it help that she is from downstate now and that she might be able to garner some of those votes? I
0: I, I have a lot of respect for Tish James and think she's a wonderful elected official. But I think Licia Eve could be the strongest candidate in the race right now. She spans the whole state. She's a Harvard Law graduate. She was counsel to Joe Biden in the Senate. She was counsel to Hillary Clinton. Clinton, she's a executive vice president at uh, Verizon. Um, she brings all that stuff with her into this campaign, and, and I think she's a she's very formidable.
2: My uh, colleague Zach Fink from New York One uh, got his hands on a, a scripted out uh, version of what what we're looking at for the convention. A, a couple interesting things in there, but but one of them was it sounds like they're already saying that Kathy Hochul is going to be the lieutenant governor in that script. She does have a race against Jumani Williams. Do you expect that that's basically over as we come into the convention here?
0: The, that the, there will the be a race. The lieutenant
2: governor, uh, as far as the convention goes, do you Well, there's no that?
0: question. I think Kathy's going to be the choice of the governor in our convention. Whether Jumani Williams can, it comes to the convention and asks is a whole other question. You know, One of my concerns uh, with some of our candidates that are running, like Cynthia Nixon, is that she didn't even call up here. She didn't call any elected officials, any party leaders. She didn't come to Buffalo for 40 days and then kind of just came up here and met with a dozen people in a room. When Hillary Clinton was one of the most uh, important women in the world and wanted to run for Senate in New York, she called every single county leader and elected official. When Caroline Kennedy wanted to succeed Hillary Clinton, she called every single Uh, County leader and elected official. Nobody here has gotten a call from Cynthia Nixon. So we're concerned about Western New York when we go down to this convention. Every candidate that's called us, that's what I've been concerned about. That's the questions I've had. I know that's the county executive's concern. We want someone who knows where Buffalo is in Western New York, not just in passing.
1: You know, I, I want to follow up on the governor's race in a little while and, and, and especially talk about fusion, uh, which we talked about with Nick Langworthy uh, a couple weeks ago. But before I do that, let me double back to Kathy Hochul. I mean, it certainly appeared to most of us that she was thrown under the bus uh, or, you know, you know uh, Nate McMurray maybe was thrown under the bus. And, and uh, uh, Kathy Hochul also a few weeks ago when there seemed to be an organized effort to get her to run for Congress or anything else other than lieutenant governor after, uh, after the Working Families Party endorsed uh, Cynthia Nixon. Is that your? Is, 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 am I reading this wrong?
0: Well, I, I will. I will tell you that Kathy would have been a formidable candidate for Congress, and I want to hope that everybody's best interests for, were for Kathy and to win that seat. And that's what everyone tells me. That, but that those it was. efforts were going on. You don't deny that. I, I'm sure. Reading the newspapers and reading things, I'm, I'm sure there were some efforts. And. Where's one more time where's Kathy Hochul now she's comfortable
1: she's going to be lieutenant governor your candidate yeah, she's
0: going to have a she's probably going to have a primary have a with Jimmy Williams and uh I think she's going to do very well she's already won a statewide primary she's only gotten stronger she's known throughout the state now she's got a lot of support all across the state
1: okay let's let's Take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk uh, talk about fusion. The fact that we do have all these minor parties, like the Working Families Party, that kind of got the dominoes going with with everything that we've been talking about. When we return, Jeremy Zellner, Erie County Democratic Chair, will be here. Uh, Ryan uh, Whalen of uh, Spectrum News will be here, and I'll be here. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 w b e n <laughs> And welcome back to Hardline. This is Kevin Hardwick. Uh, Jeremy Zellner, Erie County Democratic Chair, is here. So is Ryan Whalen of Spectrum News. We'll get to Ryan's question in a minute for Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, uh, um, I'll ask you the first question, however, and that has to do with fusion voting. Uh, For those of you out there who may not be aware, um, New York is one of a handful of states where candidates can run on multiple party lines and combine the votes at the end of the night. So you can add up, for instance, your votes on the Republican line with your conservative votes with your Independence Party votes, as opposed to running against yourself. I mean, in any state, you can run on multiple party lines, but it would be foolish because you'd be dividing your vote. In New York and a few others, you combine them. Now, Jeremy, you recently came out in, uh, in uh, Buffalo News, I think, uh, You know, questioning whether we should continue with fusion voting. Nick Langworthy was here uh, in the same seat you're in right now a couple weeks ago, Nick Langworthy, Republican chair.
0: Um, he had a problem with some of your comments. He likes fusion voting. Well, I'm sure he does. You know, the problem with fusion voting is it it really does take the voter's choice away because you have somebody sitting on all of these lines who may not even uh, have the values of those lines. For instance, you saw this Chris Collins situation where a Green Party member uh, was put on the line by Republican operatives and he was going to sit on that line. Now, he wasn't a real Green Party member, but if a real Green Party member wanted to run, they couldn't because this guy was on there, and it was simply just to draw well, votes Well, a, a, from the a Democrats. real Green Party member could run. There would just be a Green Party primary. That, that's true, but the point is there wasn't a real one it was a it was a a, a plant mm-hmm. and these are the kind of games that that people don't know unless you're on the in inner uh inside of of politics and so that leads to a lot of uh uh trickery it leads to taking choice away from voters and I'm all for minor parties. If you want to run on the conservative line and you're a true conservative, you should be able to run on the conservative line. You should. You you, shouldn't be able to to combine your votes at
1: the end of the night. Right. You're against fusion.
0: You shouldn't be conservative, working families, green, women's equality, Democrat. I mean, at some point, these these parties need to have principles. Now, the working families, they have an extensive questionnaire. They have a process. They do a very good job of this.
2: Some parties don't. Do you think that... Because when we talk about this Green Party situation, in this case, it wouldn't have mattered because he was actually registered Green Party. But a lot of times there is actual party line stealing where a Republican or a Democrat gets a party line that's not theirs. Mm-hmm. Do you think if you change the fusion law that it should specifically say that you can only run on the line of the party that you're registered to?
0: I would like to see um, people get rid of the Wilson-Pakula so that you can run on any party that you want in a primary. If I wanted to be a conservative, I don't have to be a conservative. but I, I'm a registered Democrat, but I really feel strongly that I want to run as a conservative in the town of West Seneca for town council. Um, that way that that kind of limits party uh bosses influence so to speak and 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 limits what we can do to control our our party by handing that Wilson pakula that that would be to me a So a you're good still solution. okay with fusion you just don't like the way New York does it. I I think that it lends to a lot of trickery and it lends you know it, it's strategic now. Uh, Nick loves it because he can go and 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 register a lot of republicans on the green and working families as 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 anyone would that is trying to win an election. And so, you know, we had a situation where Ted Morton, who is is a conservative, you know, as right wing as you can get, who was on the green working families, conservative and Republican lines four years ago. And it was just an abomination. Mm-hmm.
1: Let's uh, let's do this. Let's uh, let's bring in a caller. By the way, if you have a question for uh, Jeremy Zellner, give us a call. eight zero Let's go to Kevin in Pendleton. Kevin, welcome to the program. Thank you for holding.
4: Oh, yeah, I had a question for both you and Jeremy Zelda. Before I say that, though, I just want to let the Jeremy know that um, you killed the opportunity in winning independents and, um, and Republicans when you didn't have a primary so that the voters in the 27 could have the opportunity. So what Cuomo and the other folks are saying about him not being a viable candidate, there may be some truth in that, and you'll see that in November. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to um, ask this question. Uh, Kevin earlier said that um, having you on the Board of Elections, um, and this was a bipartisan decision. Sure. You on the Board of Elections as a commissioner, um, make sure that the right hand knows what the left hand is doing. So my question to you, gentlemen, is who's watching both the left hand and the right (laughs) hand? Make sure that everything is A-OK as far as the minor parties and as far as independents like myself. I'll listen offline. Thank you.
1: Well, I think I think you raise a raise a good question. I mean, the 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 state legislature uh, set up the elections board from the state right down to the local level as bipartisan, where the two top parties make sure that the other one isn't isn't, you know, doing anything uh, uh, nefarious. Um, and And the question is, as you say, the question is, who looks out for the other parties? Um, and that's, that's, I guess, a good question. And it lends itself to the sort of discussion Jeremy was just having, where there are all these other games going on involving the minor parties. I think it's a, I, you know, I think it's a good question, unless you're going to have a, a board with uh, 17 commissioners. Uh, it's, it's going to be difficult to look out for, uh, for that. I, I, I don't know. Jeremy, what do you think? I think it's a good question, though. Oh, well, it is. I think it's an excellent question.
0: It's the way that the state is set up that there, there is a Republican and a Democratic commissioner. Now, if the Independence Party somehow became the first or second line in the governor's race, then there would be an independent and a Republican or an independent. And, 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 and that, Democrat. by the way, is something
1: just, again, for some of our listeners know, but probably not all of them, is that the reason that there's a Democrat commissioner and a Republican commissioner is that four years ago in the gubernatorial election, the candidates of the Democrat and Republican parties came in number one and number two. Uh, and the law says that uh, that the top two parties get control of the boards of elections. Uh, if the Conservative Party or the Working Families Party came in two, and the Republicans came in one, or vice versa. Then that would, you know, that would all change, and you'd have a Working Families Commissioner rather than a Democrat Commissioner. Back a couple decades ago, Republicans faced that uh, that very real uh, possibility when the Conservative candidate uh, almost beat the Republican Party candidate for number two in the gubernatorial election. Herb London was the Conservative's name. You remember that?
0: Nope, that was before my time.
1: No, oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Um let me uh let me see. We've got uh, yeah, boy, we've got uh, we've got uh, 1 minute to the break. Um quick question from uh from Ryan. a, a- to a ten-second quick
2: hit question for Jeremy: sure. Do you think the governor should build his own new party for this election, as, as some people have talked about? It, you know, he did the women's equality party line a few years ago because the working saying,
1: families I,
0: party
2: is. Because I, the I hope family. not.
0: I hope we can uh, we can get rid of fusion voting after this election. You're seeing all kinds of trickery with this. Yesterday, the working families they had to nominate multiple people for attorney general, and one of them was a placeholder so that that in case something happens. I mean. That's not democracy. That's backroom games. And- right, Ryan, Ryan. That was an excellent job bailing me out there. Because I'm looking at the clock. I'm saying
1: I don't have a question. I need I need a quick hitter. You came up with one. When we come back, uh, Neil McMass standing by with the news. Uh, by the way, uh, when we come back, uh, we'll have another segment with uh, Jeremy Zellner, Erie County, Depar- Erie County Democratic Chairman. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBen. Yes, we will get to your call soon at eight oh three oh nine thirty. Uh sitting here with Jeremy Zellner, Erie County Democratic Committee Chair. Also, Ryan Whalen, along for the ride from Spectrum News. Uh, uh, Jeremy, last week I had uh, in the seat you're in there, uh, Nate McMurray. Nate's running uh, for the 27th Congressional District uh, seat, held currently by Chris Collins. Um, you know, uh, my uh, I, I thought it was a very enjoyable hour. I think uh, people I talk to, and my own perspective on that, is that uh, he's going to drive Chris Collins crazy, but at the end of the day, Chris Collins is probably going to cruise to victory. Do you uh, share that perspective?
0: Well, I don't know. I think he is driving Chris Collins crazy, and I think that he's bringing some major issues to the forefront. And at some point, the congressman's going to have to decide whether he's going to answer to the community and have town hall meetings and speak to residents and speak to people in the 27th District or if he's just going to hide and do canned interviews. And uh, I think that's, as you said, Nate McMurray was trying to get him uh, riled up to go have a a debate, and I think he should debate him.
2: Ryan. This race seemed like it had a lot of momentum for a little while, maybe a week, two weeks or so, especially around even what we were talking about with uh, the lieutenant governor. Um, But with everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks, with the attorney general's office, with the governor's office, it feels to me like this race has lost momentum. Do you do you think it has, and how do you get that back?
0: I think that it, that the whole state ticket thing has sucked the oxygen out of everything else at this point. I, I'm I don't think the momentum is lost there. I was just at an event yesterday uh, that was you know a, a, gr- a bunch of grassroots activists doing postcards into that district, and you know so the energy is still there. It's just the focus is totally off the 27th for a lot of people right now. Tell you what, we've invited
1: calls at 803-0930, 803-0930, Let's go to one now. Let's go to Edwina in Newfane. Edwina, thank you for holding.
3: Uh, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, Mr. Zellner, I'd like to ask a question of you. Now, uh, I, I'm from Niagara County, but yet you have uh, given cross-endorsements uh, to one in particular, a judgeship, state Supreme Court judgeship in Niagara County. Now, are you aware that in Niagara County, the GOP dominates Niagara County politics? The Republicans hold an 11-to-4 majority in all the county legislature. They hold majorities in all 12 towns and also cities of Lockport and North Tonawanda, and they make up the county's entire state legislature delegation, even in Niagara Falls. Where the Democrats have their power base, two of the five city council members are Republicans.
1: Edwina, do you have a do you have a question for Jeremy?
3: Sure do. I want to know what determines Mister. Zellner in giving, uh, in giving an endorsement to a Republican for judgeship, for state supreme court judge uh, from Niagara County when he had other candidates there were there that were there mm-hmm. in view of what
0: the political climate is in Niagara oh, Okay, Edwina,
1: Edwina, thank you for your question. Jeremy will answer it. I'm going
0: to cut you loose and you can listen off the air. Thanks, Edwina. But I'm not really involved in the Niagara County politics. We have enough to deal with here in Erie County. And so, you know, they have a chair there and uh Nick Forrester, who works hard every day. This is a thankless job for a lot of people. And... uh you know, I'll, I'll you'll have what to talk she, to them well, about Well, hold that.
1: on. Was she talking about a Supreme Court justice? However, that would yeah, be I, eight she, county,
0: wouldn't it? Which she, would include Niagara. Yeah, Supreme Court spans all of Western New York. It's eight counties. Mm-hmm. I don't know who she was referencing, okay. but we have done cross endorsements in the past. And
1: all right, let's uh, let's go to another call again. If you want to get in on the action, Jeremy Zellner's here until top of the hour. Eight oh three oh nine thirty is the number to call. 803-0930. three oh nine thirty. Let's go to Bob in Buffalo. Bob, welcome to the program.
5: Uh, thank you very much. I'll, I'll make the question short. Uh, okay. I, mean, I remember when you and I, before you left the radio show, we had Senator Sikowsky on your program, and he had promised me that if he had won his election, he was going to chair the Senate Finance Committee and help out Buffalo. And as we both know, he took a $25,000 stipend and uh, took a lesser uh, committee chairmanship, which is why you went into politics and left the radio. Hmm program. Uh, I also saw that with Mark Crisante uh, when he promised not to vote for the SAFE Act, and he turned around didn't, and didn't got a judgeship. So my question is quite simple. I vote uh, social uh, politics, uh pro-life issues. And uh, when I listen to the platforms both saying the Democrat Party and the Republicans are no better because Paul Ryan funds Planned Parenthood, where is there room for me as a Christian, uh, somebody who is pro-life, And traditional. Uh, Is there any room for me in the Democratic Party anymore? And I'll just uh, hang up. Okay.
1: Bob, thank you for adding that to the discussion.
0: Well, Bob, I I think the, you know, I I think about a quote and I'm sure I'm not going to get it right because I don't study Ronald Reagan, but he was asked a question uh, a while back, you know, when he was, before he became president of, are you a, you used to be a Democrat. What is, what's happening? But the question I think, Bob, is, is there enough of the Democratic Party in you left? I mean, if this party doesn't represent what you claim to be your values, then you should, uh, you should seek to vote on some other line. But we believe that a woman's choice is her own. We, be- we would never impede on that, and we will always stand up, uh, Against those who would like to limit uh, women's choices in healthcare,
1: you, you know, Bob brings up uh, something, an, an important issue, and it's the fact that uh, in a two-party system, it's tough to get a tailor-made suit. Um, you know, I mean, it, you you, know, you have two parties. If we only had two sizes of clothes, uh, large and small, what would a medium person do? You take you take a a Catholic, for instance. Um, many of us are Catholic, myself included. Catholics are uh, uh, pro-life. On abortion, Uh, but they're also, especially with the current pope, uh, for social justice. And if you want to get a Catholic tailor-made suit, you're not going to get it from either of the two major parties. You know, you go pro-life, you go Republican. You go social justice, you probably tend Democratic.
0: What's a what's a Jeremy, what's a Catholic to do? I, I don't think you can blanket every Catholic as pro-life, Kevin. No, I think no, but I'm saying the Catholic Church. But
1: but, but, but what but, I would say but, is... But let's say people. if uh, Forget whether I'm Catholic or whatever. If I'm pro-life and I'm pro-social justice, which party do I register in? And the question is, neither one fits all my needs. There's not a tailor-made fit there.
0: Well, one thing we've learned here in Erie County is that people don't vote straight party line in either of them. Otherwise, the Democrats would win every single election. But what I would say is we have to start getting back to talking about real issues that pe- that concern people every day. And you see that with the clerk's race that Ryan was talking to me earlier about, where Mickey Kearns came out this week and said he's not going to give licenses to undocumented, even mm-hmm. if he's forced to, he's going he's gonna to stand. Now, that's not even an issue. The governor well, hasn't made that, it an that's issue. that's similar to the sheriff's it's, position on the safety. A- exactly. But if these people who are in elected office cannot uphold their oath, they should resign they are not there to make the laws. They are there to facilitate that office. And we've got a clerk's office right now that's a mess. People are waiting. One of the elected officials called me this week and said he waited an hour in line to get his license redone last Saturday. That's what Mickey Kern should be concerned about, not a non-issue. Let's uh, let's
1: squeeze in one more call before the break. Let's go to L in Chictawaga. L, welcome to the program.
6: Yeah, oh, thank you very much for taking my call. Um, I too am a Christian. And- mm-hmm following up on what Bob was saying and then what your guest was saying um, is that I, I am registered as an independent because of exactly how Bob says it um, I you know believe in certain things as a Christian and your guest said well as a Democrat we believe that a woman's body is w- a woman's body and she, she can do with what she wants with it um, but that's a life inside of her and if that's a life then we should be able to take life you know at any time, mm-hmm. that's not right, because that is a human soul, and we know that it reacts as soon as it, it uh, is become the egg and the sperm come together, and that is a life. And to kill that life is no different than killing a one-month-old baby.
1: A- a- Al, I, uh, you know, for, for myself, I would agree with you, but a lot of people don't agree with you and I, and, and they're out there. And the point I was trying to make is that uh, you know with a two-party system it's tough to find that tailor-made fit. Do you have a specific question for Jeremy before we we need to go to break shortly?
6: Well, I'd like to know how as a democrat that he would define his for him himself because mm-hmm. I want to know who who to vote for. How does Jeremy
1: define life Okay, well, I, uh, thanks, Al, for that question. I'm not. I'm not sure any of us is going to have a have an answer to that. Do you want to comment quickly? Well, on I didn't.
0: The- I didn't really want to debate choice issues no. today on the show, but I'll tell you that you know you've got a lot of different candidates out there who have different views on these things, and people are just going to have to. A do lot their of them in the Democratic
1: Party, and a lot of them in the Republican Party. I mean. There are a lot of pro uh, pro life Democrats. There are a lot of pro choice Republicans.
0: This is an issue that people are not comfortable discussing. Mm-hmm. It just isn't. Nobody is pro abortion. Everybody is is you know wants to make a right decision here, but they want to make a choice. They want to have a choice.
1: Tell you what, we have to go to break. When we come back, I'm I'm going to ask you a non controversial question. It'll be your opinion of the president. I'm sure we're all going to agree on that. Um, When we come back, Jeremy Zellner uh, going to be here for one more segment till the top of the hour. Ryan Whalen from Spectrum News going to be along for the ride. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome back to Hardline. This is Kevin Hardwick sitting in studio with Erie County Democratic Chair Jeremy Zellner. Spectrum News is Ryan Whalen for one more segment to the top of the hour. We may be able to Squeeze in one more phone call. Not sure. eight oh three oh nine thirty. If you want that phone call, listen. Uh, before we end the show, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, um, Jeremy, about the president. Certainly, I know you're a big fan of the <laughs> of President Trump's. Uh, do you think that uh, if uh, this thing with North Korea goes well, that uh, he should win the Peace Prize?
0: Well. Let's see if it goes well, Kevin. I don't want to answer that question. But I, what I'd say about the president is that I, I think it's important for our party to understand why people supported him. And I think we do. We understand that people wanted to shake things up. That, you know, it, it didn't matter what party he was in. He was an outsider. He was going to come in and shake things mm-hmm. up. Unfortunately, he's shaken things up so that people are dying in other countries right now in, in Israel and Palestine. And, um, You know, shaking things up is not always good. You need to have a little substance. You need to have the ability to govern. And he just doesn't. And so... When he does things that are helpful, I'm I'm sure that we all will give him a congratulatory. If, if uh, Democrats hat on the back. take over the House of Representatives, do you think Im- impeachment
1: is a foregone conclusion? Not, I, not and impeachment is not tantamount to kicking him out of office.
0: Impeachment is just an indictment. I don't know. President don't, Clinton was impeached. Right. He stayed I, in office. I don't think you can count on that. But um, I, I certainly think you can have better checks and balances, and I certainly think we can turn this country around and move in a different direction.
2: How do you make sure that impeachment doesn't turn into a political tool um, in this climate right well, now? Well, I
0: think it's about what it's the impeachment is for. Right. I mean, if I don't think anyone's going to be impeached for something that isn't serious.
1: You know, I mean, I, I mean the whole first hour of this show, we talked a lot about Trump when I had uh, Dr. Tim Kalin and Dr. Brian Balliner in here. In a new segment we dubbed the doctors, uh, not medical doctors, but uh, PhDs. Um, you know he is he has been very polarizing uh new york state went overwhelmingly for hillary clinton uh but new york state is 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 new york city and it's the rest of the state and in your part of the state i mean you're a democratic chairman a very blue state but your area has has a lot of red in it, uh, it has gone republican uh, do you have to be trouble do you do you have to take care uh when criticizing the president
0: no i mean it's just
1: not a foregone conclusion i mean if if i'm in new york city if i'm uh new york new york county which is manhattan county chair democratic chair
0: i can just criticize the president all day long you probably can't do that it's a different world um but we we will we will always hold the president's feet to the fire um regardless of of what the enrollment is here uh because it's about knowing you know, I think he's losing a lot of support out there, and it's about knowing why people support him. He's losing it every day. His numbers are not gr- gaining here in Erie County. And you know, we want this county went for Hillary Clinton. Um, You know, not by much, but but they did, and he's not gaining supporters here. He's well, just well, hanging not by on by to much, a especially
1: base. given the you, you know you talk about a tremendous enrollment advantage that the Democrats have here. I mean, Nick Langworthy points to that all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Yet there are a lot of very conservative Democrats. Many of them are very conservative. They will vote Republican.
0: And I think you're seeing a lot of them fleeing Trump right now. He's not delivering on promises that he's made. He's not uh, helping the middle class. He's, in fact, hurting the middle class. And people are seeing that more and more every day.
1: We've got about four minutes left in the hour. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about hot races uh, this fall. As you look over, I mean, uh, Senate races, I don't see anything there. State Senate races, there's not much going on. Uh, there may be an assembly race or two that uh, that might heat up. Uh, and then you've got, what, the, the clerks race?
0: Yeah, well, right now, Karen McMahon in Amherst is running for state assembly. She's a former federal law clerk. And, Against uh, Ray Walter. First-time candidate, and we think she's going to do very, very well. She's worked very hard. She's knocking on doors. She's talking to people throughout Amherst and Pendleton. So, we're, we're going to really get behind her candidacy. Um, a guy named Luke Wachenski uh, is someone running against Dave DiPietro out in uh, the South Towns, who's a very strong candidate. Um, the, the clerk's race is up for another, for the full term this year. And we're interviewing for candidates on Monday. Uh, Angela Marinucci is someone who's an attorney from Grand Island who's seeking our endorsement and uh, has really come on strong in the last three weeks. So, we expect that to be a big race. Um, and uh, we've got a, a great candidate for county court, Sue Maxwell Barnes. Um, I think all the Senate races will be contested, so uh, there are a lot of hardworking first-time candidates. Joe D Pasquale is running uh, in the district in Lockport, Clarence, and Newstead and Alden. Um, we, we've fielded some great candidates. That's really what the party chair's job is uh, to do, and it's been a sure. difficult one both for Nick and I because people. It's just a very tough uh, thing to run for office. But you're not, going to have, you're not going to have any marquee race here. There's no
1: county executive running. There's no, I mean, there is, you say the county clerk, but that's not. Well, the
0: clerk I mean, I mean, is, is there as the much, 27th district, I think, twi- is going to be more competitive than people are giving it giving credit. So that's well, what we're going to be talking about in a few months. Right.
2: Okay. What do you think, uh, as this expected blue wave comes through for these House seats, um, what do you expect the down-ballot impact to be, whether it goes to the state level when it goes to the county level and the local level as far as electing Democrats this fall?
0: Well, locally here, as Kevin pointed out, our our, our Democrats, you know, we have a huge overlay of Democrats here, but they don't vote straight Democrat. Our, our voters are very thoughtful in this community, and that's why every year we try to put forward a strong slate of candidates. Last year we had Steve Seashon for clerk, first-time candidate, a great person, um, lost by three points. This year, we have more Democrats come out to vote in it, uh, traditionally, and we think Angela Marinucci can win that clerk's race Does this the year. fact
2: that it was that close, uh, the Seashaw and Mickey Kearns race trend well for you in an election where you're expecting more Democrats Ab- to come out?
0: Absolutely. Up? And the more divisive that Mickey Kearns gets and the more kind of, uh, uh, conservative, uh, he, he gets, um, I think the less likely he 's going to be elected, and the worse that he is running that clerk's one, office
1: one one more race quickly a uh, an assembly race the There was a special election for mickey kern's old uh, old district uh, Eric Bowen, uh, a Democrat running as a Republican, won that race. What do you see happening there
0: well we 'll be calling a meeting of the committee members in that assembly district in the in the near future to have them come and voice their opinion and do the endorsement. At that meeting, they will vote. They'll use weighted votes, and uh, whoever comes out of it is going to be our candidate. Um, Pat Burke is still interested in running, and I think he's picked up a lot of support from the leadership. That will probably not be Eric
1: Bowen, but he will probably force a
0: primary. Yes, I don't know how he can, given how he ran his campaign, kind of attacking Democrats, attacking the governor. Well, saying all he that,
1: has to do is get enough signatures—was
0: it a thousand right, that, or whatever—to right, get on but the but ballot. If he, if he loses, that's going to be a notch against him. So. Mm-hmm. Um we'll see.
1: All right. Another one more time for one more
2: quick question from uh uh from uh, Ryan Whalen. Yeah, well, since we haven't talked too much about Mickey Kearns here, um you brought it up. Uh he has a press conference and says we're not going to in- enforce um immigration. Do you think that's uh you not enforce drivers licenses? For undocumented immigrants. And and you've got about 20 seconds to answer that. I
0: I think he needs to focus on running the clerk's office, which he's doing a terrible job at doing. And the Buffalo News pointed it out a few weeks ago in an editorial saying that he doesn't even seem to know how to run the clerk's office.
1: Well, I guess uh, unfortunately for my former student Mickey Kearns, that's going to have to be the last word here. Hey, next week is Memorial Day weekend. Haven't decided whether we're going to do a show uh, now or uh, then or 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 not. But uh, I do want to thank my guests this week: uh, Ryan Whalen from Spectrum News, Erie County Democratic Chair um, uh, Jeremy Zellner. Also want to thank uh, Joe Beamer, uh, producer extraordinaire. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You've been listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBen.